Hi, it's Ashley Aguinetti Haven. Hi, it's Jared Haven. And family means to me love, comfort, and support. Family means to me home. Hi, and welcome to We Are Family. I'm here with fan favorite star of the Bachelor franchise with appearances on The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Winter Games, Ashley Iconetti Haven, now that she's married to her husband, Jared Haven, who she met on Bachelor in Paradise. Ashley is also a correspondent for Access Hollywood, contributor to Cosmopolitan Magazine, and co-host of the podcast, the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast with Ben Higgins and the I Don't Get It podcast. Jared is also a podcaster co-hosting Help, I Suck at Dating with Dean, Jared, and Ampersand, and Ashley is also pregnant. Congratulations, Ashley. Ashley, Jared, welcome to We Are Family. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. First off, right off the bat, Ashley, how are you feeling? I know you're just coming out of that first trimester, which I know can feel so rough for, for so many people, especially it sounds like you've been going through it. I've definitely gotten better, so like... There's a light right now, which is very promising. A couple weeks ago, I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel normal again. But, like, I might be on the cusp of it now. It doesn't mean that I don't want to get off the couch. Like, I'm still pretty nauseous and not feeling normal. But I'm certainly not throwing up as much as I was a week or so ago. So, knock on wood. Yeah, two weeks ago, it was was full survival mode. Oh, yeah. And now she's... She's only like 20, yeah, I'd say 50% survival, and the other 50% is is still not good, but, you know, not the worst. Uh, well, I'm glad it's not the worst. I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better. I remember, I, I have a five-year-old now, so this is in the rearview mirror, but um, I definitely remember those ups and downs during during my pregnancy. I think I could just about stomach carbs, and that was it, like the idea of vegetables. <laughs> Just Seriously, like, cheesy carbs. I did not want to look at a salad. No, I haven't had a. I had one salad in the whole first trimester, and <laughs> that was a good day. And he had a Caesar, and I was like, you know what? I'll have a few bites. That right? And so then I thought, you know what? My daughter's gonna grow up loving pizza, bagels, bread, and like that's it. And sure enough, I mean, she's five, and who doesn't love? carbs at that age. I mean, we all do, but um, sure enough, you know, she loves that pizza and those carbohydrates. So is it related? I don't know. Macaroni and cheese and pizza. Those are like my <laughs> safest bets. There you go. There you go. Um, so We Are Family is all about family, obviously, and I want to hear all about your plans and your pregnancy and a little bit more um, and your relationship, but but I wanted to kind of rewind a little bit, and I'd love to hear a little bit about you both of your upbringings. Can you both tell me a little bit about what your childhoods were like? I think for me, I mean, like, it was just my family's really close. Um, my parents have, like, the greatest, strongest relationship. And my sister and I are best friends. And it's just, there was, like, literally, like, not, like, one bad memory from it. Yeah, I think both Ashley and I just got super lucky that, you know, we had two incredible people that raised us. And that really cared about having a family core that would support us. and. A lot of people can't say this, but I never felt alone, and I think that's very important when growing up. Yeah, and Jared and I, like, we never got into trouble, but, like, I never had any desire to get into trouble, and, like, I always, like, <laughs> thought of my friends as my, – my, my parents not necessarily, like, as friends because my parents never really wanted me to see them as, like, friends, but definitely a very friendly relationship, whereas, like, I wasn't scared to talk up to them about anything, and I didn't want to, like – just like, why would I want to mess up something that just was so great? 
That's wonderful. So is there anything, now that you are becoming parents yourselves, is there anything that you learned from your own parents or any kind of traditions or values that you feel like you really want to pass on to your kid? I mean, the biggest tradition that I want to pass on to my child is having a a family Christmas. I love the holiday season. I I rewatch Christmas Vacation every year, Christmas Story. I mean, there's just a list of movies that I have to watch. I get into the spirit, and I really, really love being home for Christmas, and Ashley knows how important that is to me. So that's definitely a tradition that I I want to pass down to, to my kid. My family and I, as starting at fourth grade, we always went on a yearly cruise. So like that was just the most amazing weekend of the year for us. Now, I'm really curious in terms of what did your parents think about when you said that you were going to be taking part in the Bachelor franchise, both of you? Did your parents have opinions about that? What were their first reactions? My mom was, of course, the biggest supporter. She, like, watched the show with me for years, thought it would be the funniest thing. She was always joking about, like, what if you're on the show? (laughs) And when I got on, like, she was, or when I got, like, into casting, she was like me, certain I was going to get on. And then my dad thought it was a huge mistake. He was not the happiest, but like, wasn't saying I couldn't do it. You know, he couldn't tell me what to do. I was still 26. Uh, A friend of mine is signed me up to be on the show. So when I was going through the casting process, my parents were very supportive. They thought it was really cool. And then once I finally got asked if I wanted to go on the show or not, both of them said, you're going to regret it if you don't do it. And, And they were super sweet you know, throughout the entire time. And specifically when I decided to go on the show, they said that they were always going to support me and they had faith that, you know, I wasn't going to do anything stupid on TV. So it was a crazy time in my life, but they were both so supportive of it. Oh, and I have to throw this in there. My dad admits now that that was like the one life decision that I made that he wasn't in support of, that he says, he was definitely wrong on. Oh, wow. That's major when you can get your dad to admit to being wrong about something, I feel like. Well, a lot of good has come from that. And now he's all like, you keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So what I think is really awesome and pretty incredible is that your kid is going to have video evidence of the moment that you both met. Um, and I know as somebody who watches The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise and I watch Bachelor Winter Games, like I was like, Ashley, I was like hanging on the edge of my seat with the backs up and then down and the like whether you guys were going to be together and then you weren't together and then you were together again. Um, can you talk me a little bit through that sort of like how you got how you eventually got to the place and so that you could be in the relationship together? And like, what are your thoughts if your child is going to watch it back? I mean, we've talked about it a lot. You know, it really just came down to when I started feeling like I was losing Ashley was the moment where I needed to take a look at the mirror and really decide whether I was going to dive fully in and and go after the thing I want or uh, continue being scared and, and live in a state of perpetual fear of always wondering, like, am I making the right decision? Is this, you know, the best thing for me, for her? And instead, I just went for it, and I'm eternally lucky that I did. Um, And then for our kid being able to see us back on Bachelor in Paradise, it's definitely weird. I don't, you know, I always say I don't want them (laughs) seeing it when they're young, but it's going to be really hard to stop them because everything is on the internet now. (laughs) I there's there's some life lessons that I am going to try to teach our child when they see us back on Bachelor in Paradise. 
mm-hmm. I think there's some good lessons there saying it's not always going to be easy and it's not a fairy tale. And sometimes, you know, relationships are difficult and you have to put effort in and then you're going to have ups and downs and you have to work through it together. And, and so I think mm-hmm. that there are some lo- certain lessons that they can learn from, you know, their parents' relationship. I'm hoping that he, you know, he or she doesn't see that until later uh, in life. And so then what did your parents, respective parents, think when you finally got together? Oh, my God. My parents Jared's were always parents Team Ashley. Hilarious. They always thought I was a big <laughs> idiot. So Really? I love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. When I would come to Rhode Island just to hang out, they'd be like, we're just letting you know that we think Jared's stupid. <laughs> They're also <laughs> like, we just, you know, in his own time, like, he'll probably come around. Oh, I like his his parents were so teamy. It was really nice. And my parents, um, I think they went back and forth throughout the years that we were friends being like, Oh, it'll happen. Why isn't it happening? Oh, it's probably not going to happen. So when it did, I don't think my parents were surprised of the, the instance that happened. And I think like every woman knows like get, Get the guy jealous, and if he doesn't come around then, then he's probably not going to come around. But, like, it's a tactic <laughs> that'll work. As cra- I mean, it's, it's you know, in the moment, it's hard to predict. But when you really look back upon everything that happened, it was so predictable what yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. I remember when I first saw Ashley when, you know, I heard that she possibly was dating someone else. And, and Tanner was there. Tanner and Jade were there. And, Tan- like, the first thing Tanner said to me was, like, all right, so how you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like they all knew. Hey, everyone, I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. So now let's fast forward to um, once you'd been married and you were trying for a baby, you were very public about that, which I, which I think is so awesome. You announced on social media that you were trying for a baby. I love that. I mean, working at parents, we we're all about the transparency and I always feel like the more you, we talk about trying to conceive, the better off everybody is. Um, but what were your feelings going into that? Did that feel risky, kind of knowing that a million millions of people were going to be watching the clock too? Did it feel like that was added pressure? We decided to be open about it because like we were going to be open about everything. Like if we were struggling, mm-hmm. we were going to be open about that. If we had a miscarriage, we were going to be open about that. Just to like rid the world of taboos, which it's getting better, of course. But you know, also just to rid ourselves of taboos. (laughs) You know, honestly, it's just like we can't control other people or what they say or what they do. But Ashley is the type of person that is what you see is what you get, and she just can't hold anything in. So the idea of trying to hide either us trying to get pregnant or her being pregnant would have been so awful because she just. She can't do it. She physically cannot hold in anything. Yeah. As a guy, 
I mean, I just feel oblivious and ignorant to everything that has to do with pregnancy, and I'm learning on the fly. You know, first of all, morning sickness. I got news for everybody out there. It's not morning sickness. It's just sickness. And I'm learning more about – because before I was like, oh, yeah, you just announce after your first trimester. That's just kind of the thing you do. And I never really thought more about it. And now, obviously, when we were talking about when do we announce, I thought to myself, well, why do people wait? And Ashley was like, well, because, you know, they could have a miscarriage. And I'm like, but why, you know, why are people, you know, I, I guess I've had family members go through miscarriages and it's it's this weird taboo topic where they want to talk about it, but they feel uncomfortable talking about it. And they, they love hearing other people talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the family member that went through this situation, you know, she she loved when Jade talked about her miscarriage, you know, because it just felt yeah, she kind of felt guilty, you know, like it was her fault to an extent. And she's, you know, it was really comforting to hear somebody else talk about it. So I'm like, I don't understand why this is a thing. But anywho. I agree. We we write about this a lot. I think just the more we can talk about it, the better it, you know, is for everybody who goes through it. You feel less alone because it's like so much of, of parenthood can feel very isolating and so much of trying to conceive can feel very isolating. And it's like it doesn't need to be that way. So I applaud you. I think that's an awesome approach. The thing that was actually most interesting to me about the kind of being open about the trying to conceive process is that like it took us seven months and because I kind of like said every month or like every couple months be like oh hey it's not happened yet blah blah people like started to think we were having trouble conceiving and I'm like Mm. you know it's at my age normal to take up to a year right and it was just so interesting to be like oh you're struggling you're struggling like no, I'm not. It's it, no. I'm not taking offense at the fact that you're saying that, but like it's normal. It's actually important that people know mm-hmm. that there's like a certain time frame that's normal and people feel like it's not normal because they think like you know the way that we go through school and like sex ed and stuff and you think like oh once you start trying it'll be like within a matter of like three months right yeah i feel like yeah i feel like in high school sex ed i learned if you have sex without a condom you're getting someone pregnant yeah like (laughs) it's just a certainty boom you're pregnant right and then you learn about the fertile window and everything else and you realize like there's only this one period of time a month that you can actually get pregnant and then there's only a 25 percent chance that you can get pregnant within the fertile window yeah you just learn that everybody's body is different you know sometimes it happens right away sometimes it doesn't and that's you know i've had friends that have tried for years you know and it's crazy right so if i did anything to normalize the fact that like it'll take it could take you a few months and you could be perfectly healthy and fertile that makes me feel mm-hmm. good because people 100%. normally don't announce. They normally don't say like, oh, we're starting to try now. Like, you know, hit the timer. So it's just interesting to see people's feedback. Oh, yeah. And we've done stories on parents.com. That I feel like we should sort of throw away the rules when it comes to when you feel ready to announce your pregnancy. And everyone's different and you should be able to do it when you want to do it. But I mean, I remember the time when I was trying to conceive and I was like hiding it from my friends and pretending I was drinking when I was out with them and not. And it's like, why was I doing that? It's so yeah. silly when I should have been like talking to them about it. But I was in a similar boat. I think it took me about seven months to conceive once I just decided. And even though I knew that was normal, it still can sometimes feel like a really long time when you're like excited for it to happen. Did, did it feel like that to, to you both? I started like giving myself a little bit of a timeline. I was like, I'm going to give myself till June. And then like, if June comes, I'm like, maybe I'll be a little bit worried or I'll be like a little bit like sad. But then 
I was also like every month when I would get my period, I'd be like, hey, I, you know yourself, you're going to have a miserable first trimester. So you just enjoy this month <laughs> and you go have sangria <laughs> on the beach. That's very forward thinking. So good for you. <laughs> because, of course, here we are and you probably appreciated that <laughs> that you knew that had some some of those sangrias before um, you got pregnant. And then um, we, we did start thinking about having Jared have a sperm analysis, a semen mm-hmm. analysis, um, <laughs> which we talked about on social media, and then the media <laughs> picked it up, and it was like a good laugh. It was funny. Oh, my goodness. Trying to conceive can feel so not sexy. That's what's, like, so hard about it. It's, like, it's supposed to be this, like, wonderful time when you're, like, you know, coming together with your partner to create a child. And sometimes it can just feel so not. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's been the least sexy period of my whole life. (laughs) Right? Yet it's the time when you're supposed to be having the most freaking sex. It's, like... Oh, my God. No, everything is, like, disgusting right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sorry that you had such a rough first trimester. I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about sort of how the pregnancy is going and how you're feeling and emotionally as well as physically? Well, the baby is very healthy thus far. So we're very happy about that. And um, yeah, it, it was like five and a half weeks that I started getting sick and it was pretty much eight weeks of feeling pretty miserable. And Mm it was hard during those moments to like feel not grateful, but like that glowing, excited mom, like everybody's like, Oh my God, I'm so over this, over the moon for you. And you're like, that's very sweet of you. But like, I literally can't think about anything except for like, Oh, if this is going to, if this food is going to come out of my mouth right now. Oh, sorry. So rough. That was so mental state. But now like once you, once this is lightening up a little bit, I'm having, like, mm. cuter thoughts, you know, like, a little bit more forward-thinking thoughts about, like, the, the baby once it's here. Are you going to find out the sex? Are you sharing? We're going to share, but not yet. Yeah. Okay. How did you feel about it when you found out? Oh, we were both very excited. I mean, we were just concerned about having a, a healthy baby, and everything seems to be healthy right now, so. Yeah. Good. That's all that matters. But we told our parents and our, our siblings and I don't know what the, like the protocol is because you know how you're supposed to tell people that you're having a kid before like announcing it, you know that you're like, hey, just as a heads up. Is that like the same thing for the sex of the baby? Are we supposed to give heads up to people? I know, right? So we have to like tell all our best friends before we put it on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not joking. I played. I had a softball game the day after we found the sex, and they're like, and they knew that I was finding out the sex the yeah. night before, and they're like, so what are you having? And I was like, can I say that? I don't even know. Oh, like I was the funny. same way because one of my best friends yesterday, she. Uh, did she even ask? She was like, when are you going to find out? And I told her, and I was like, I'm sorry. I've only known for like 36 hours. But um, And she was like, <laughs> you don't have to feel sorry 36 hours in. I don't care when you decide to tell me. Yeah, It's your experience. And you just get to decide when you share with anybody. And, you know, don't have anyone telling you that you need to tell any, them at any point in any t- way. It's, it's all up to you. I think that's so important. Yeah, we run our own lives. <laughs> Now, so you know the sex of the baby, and that's very exciting, and I can't wait to find out. Um, in terms of thinking about what kind of parents you're both going to be, have you given that some thought? What do you think? What kind of mom do you think you'll be, Ashley? I think that I'll be uh, per- a little, a little smothering, a little <laughs> very nurturing, um, a little obsessive, <laughs> a little anxious. 
What kind of mother am I going to be? That's a great question. I think you're going to be extremely loving. You're going to be extremely caring, definitely smothering, probably embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all good things. I love that. How about you, Jared? Uh, I think I'll be, I mean, I, I hope to be very loving and caring and supportive. And, you know, I want to, you know, raise them so they can prepare for the world. Um, and just letting them know that I'll always be there. I think that's what the type of dad I, I, uh, I'm going to try to be. That's sweet. I love that. Now, are there any kind of values that you want to pass on to your child? I know that I've seen things like, um, Ashley, you posted to Instagram with that Virginity Rocks shirt. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit or so your feelings around that. Well, I mean, I think obviously we'll have a discussion, like specifically you're talking about virginity, about sex with our kid. And, you know, we want to make sure that they're knowledgeable. Uh, I don't want it to be that much of a taboo subject because I feel like that's only going to create a worse situation. I want to feel comfortable talking about that aspect of life because, you know, especially when you're growing up and you're going through puberty and it's going to be talked about with their, their friends and I want them to at least be knowledgeable of that. And I think overall in life, you know, with values, just, you know, trying to show them empathy and sympathy and and teach them kindness and, and just try to spread happiness and not be negative and to go after the things you want in life and achieve your goals and, and be kind to people along the way and, and, you know, stick to your word and be a good person and be a person that, that people can rely on, um, I think is important as well. I love that. Now, the last 18 months have been just obviously throughout the pandemic has been tough on everybody. How did you guys navigate the, the pandemic as a couple? What was it like for you? And do you think it's changed any, anything when it comes to ha your thoughts about family in general and your kind of priorities? Well, we were super blessed to be able to use that year to plus to spend a lot of time with our family because we were living in L.A. and we ended up spending, I'd say, like two thirds of the year on the East Coast. Um, we stayed with my parents for three and a three months plus and praised Jared during our newlywed year that he did that. <laughs> I had a good time <laughs> with my family That's good. and he, he got through it real well, but, but like, I don't really think it affected our relationship a ton. I guess I have nothing else to compare it to because it was our first year of marriage. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some more anxious moments than you probably would have experienced in your first month. Jared's a little bit, Jared, Jared's a little worried. Jared is a little worried. What, about COVID? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, specifically, of course, of course. I think everybody was a little worried when everything shut down and you had no idea what the virus was. And and so that was a worrisome time, obviously, but that was just like a macro thing. In terms of, you know, the intricacies of our relationship or our family during the pandemic and lockdown, I don't think, honestly, knock on wood, a lot changed. I mean, of course, there was, you know, points of stress and boredom and figuring out what are we going to do? How impactful is this going to be us to, you know, our overall happiness, our relationship, mm -hmm. our financial situation? So there was a lot of question marks, but luckily we felt pretty comfortable throughout again because we have a great support system around us with her family and my family. So we never felt alone in those times, which is extremely important because unfortunately a lot of people did. But our relationship, I don't think it really affected it one bit, honestly. No. That's great. Okay, so lastly, what are your kind of like goals for your family? What are your kind of hopes and your dreams? Do you have like, do you have an idea for, for how many kids you want or where you want to be? What are your thoughts around that in the future for your family? Well, we think we're probably only going to have two and we 
we have a dream about what our house will look like and we have a great idea where the house is going to be. We're going to be in Rhode Island, probably East Greenwich, Rhode Island, if we're going to be specific. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just hope, I think we just hope to kind of like emulate our childhoods with our kids and share some of our favorite things with them. It sounds really silly kind of sometimes when we say this all the time, we're like, there are certain movies and like TV shows that I can't wait to watch with them and like hope that it imprints there onto them the way it did with us. Yeah, a hundred percent. What movies and TV? I have to know what movies and TV TV shows. <laughs> We're very excited to, as a kid, for them to watch Boy Meets World when they're 100%. like in their preteens. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like Full that. House, and maybe like I'll pull Growing Pains out of the uh, the old <laughs> archives. And movies, like for me specifically, of course, you know, Star Wars, Superman, Batman. Yeah. Um, well, for me, like Titanic, A Walk to Remember. We're, you know, super excited to show them, you know, the animated Disney, the old school ones. Aladdin. Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and, King, the, Beauty and the Beast, you know, the classics. Yes. Well, that's so great. Thank you, Ashley and Jared. This has been so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on We Are Family. This has just been so fun and such a pleasure. Oh, thank oh you for God. having us. It was yeah. fun. Julia, thank you. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Ashley Yacanetti Haven and Jared Haven. Come back next week when we'll be talking to the star of Mad Men, Silicon Valley, and Superstore actor Ben Feldman, who shares hilarious stories about the greatest gift his divorced parents ever gave him, how he met his wife via email, and the ridiculous blur of new fatherhood. You do not want to miss it. Be sure to follow We Are Family on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. And we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. You can also find us online at parents.com slash wearefamilypodcast. We Are Family is presented by me, Julia Dennison, and produced by Sam Walker. Editing is by Vincent Cachione. And thanks also to the rest of our production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Matt Sav, and Danielle Roth. We'll see you back here next week for more We Are Family. We Are Family.